still uh, on your video game break? Uh, I was actually on a on a very long video game video game break uh, until today. <gasps> I had a stint where I worked games? seven days in a row. Oh. Um. So like the last time I played a game before today, I was playing uh, like on Halloween. I was playing Overwatch for the Halloween event. Uh, we talked about that nice. actually in the, oh, in yeah, the last yeah, episode yeah, yeah. we recorded. Now that I think about it, um, <clears throat> but then since then I haven't really played anything. Until today, I played uh, some more Arkham Knight. I'm just doing the riddles at the um, like I finished the all the the whole game besides the Riddler stuff. So I'm not quite. I, I'm like 96 percent of the way done with the game. So I did, I did like a shit ton of riddles today, but I still have like over a hundred left. And then I got to play some uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered on my PS4 Pro. Uh, and then I got to play some Uno uh, with uh, with some of the other uh, the other guys that I went to high school with. So, ah, uh, dude, Uno's so fun. Uno's <laughs> so much fun, but. Yeah, so I you'd be proud of me. I got some gaming in me today. Is is my point? So That's I got good. some gaming. Did I, did I hear you say you're playing? You played Modern Warfare Two Remastered. Yeah, I've been playing. I just started the campaign. Actually, I started the the first mission um, on Halloween, and I only played the first mission. And then today, I played like three or four more missions, maybe five more missions. Uh, great, great mm-hmm. game. I, it's not my favorite Call of Duty. Um, I'm sorry, it's not my favorite, well, it's not my favorite Call of Duty, but it's definitely not my favorite Call of Duty Modern Warfare either, if, but for a lot of people, it's their right. favorite Call of Duty, a lot of people, uh, especially their favorite Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It's my favorite Call of Duty. Modern Warfare 3 was my favorite Call of Duty, but I, it's just because, like, I remember I pre-ordered it, I was in the 8th grade when it came out, and I remember I pre-ordered it, and I had I had to go to school that day, of course, because school is important. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom was gracious enough to go and pick it up during the school day. And then when I got home, I literally, I got, I grabbed like a bag of Doritos, a case of Sprite. And I went up to my room with Modern Warfare 3 and I played the whole campaign that, that day. (laughs) And I also got to like level 50, uh, on, uh, on multiplayer that day it was a it was a fun day so i put a lot of time into that game my point is and how late did you stay up late (laughs) (laughs) so damn but i guess that's just a very nostalgic memory for me and shout out to shout out to my mom for being a real one and and going to pick up the uh the game for me while i was at school so but that's something i'll never forget but modern warfare 2 my point is is still a very great call of duty and it's pretty great to see it remastered and uh, on PS4 Pro, and it's just it's looking really nice. So still just the campaign, right? Still just the campaign. Although they did announce yeah. that uh, that the multiplayer is going to be uh, being remastered now. I'm definitely going to get that. Yeah, the uh, that is hands down my favorite Call of Duty story. Well, okay, it's actually no, no. You know what? No, it is. I'd say my second is probably World at War, just because it was so gritty and realistic the way they portrayed World War Two, but uh. But yeah, no, it was just so, it was so engaging. Like nothing is more, I'm not going to spoil anything, but nothing is more satisfying than like the ending of that game. Like I literally remember, and and again, like this probably speaks to like your point with the nostalgia factor. Like I remember um, me and my friend were like taking turns 
uh, playing the campaign. And I, I, like it was my turn when we played the last mission. And at the very end, I remember us both getting out of our our, our chairs and just like going, yes! <laughs> at the end, it was so good. And playing it remastered like really brought that all back. And it, it looks really good. They did a really good job. Yeah, they really did. I've been really impressed with the uh, all the remasters that we've seen from from video games that we kind of grew up playing uh, to you know to be compatible on uh, like with really high end graphics on the the latest gen consoles and on PC again with higher specs and more up to date specs and it's been cool to be able to relive those memories. So yeah, yeah it's but, definitely uh, you know people have mixed feelings about remasters, but uh, I mean like I. I think that one, you know, is is cool. Like I, I think it it was worth it for me. I agree. But, yeah. But uh, welcome back to another episode of Twaddlecast. My name is Randall. Hey, I'm JC. And uh, today you guys are going to realize that uh, we're not on our normal day for Sunday, or sorry, Monday. We normally record on Sundays and then post on Monday. But mm-hmm. today is Tuesday, the tenth, while we're recording. Uh, but we did this on purpose. Uh, this is entirely so that we could have the actual coverage uh, from the Apple event titled uh, One More Thing uh, that was live today. Uh, we felt that it was kind of pointless to speculate on it two days, but like literally two days before the event and then do another episode covering it. So yeah. now uh, we're doing that live coverage. but Especially because the episode would be coming out on Monday, the day before. Right. It's, it's like kind of weird. But yeah, we're hope, we're hoping to you know give you guys uh, some good content here. Yes. Content. Uh, but before we dive into that content, I want to make a quick shout out. Uh, JC and I have made a official Twitter page for Twaddlecast, so you guys can follow yeah. us on Twitter at Twaddlecast. Uh, we will post updates as far as when new episodes will come out. We'll post updates about uh, different things that are going on in the tech community that we're not going to talk about directly in an episode. Um, We'll even tweet out and ask you guys for topics maybe that you guys would like to see in an episode. We would love to see that. Um, As well as just like posting photos uh, of like uh, shots that we've taken on on the smartphones that we're using. So I know I've already posted some photos uh, from my Pixel 5 uh, that I've taken on uh, the Twaddlecast Twitter page, just so people can see them in their full resolution and there's no compression or anything now. So definitely encourage you to check that out. Uh, I'm sure JC is going to be posting once we figure out what new smartphone he's going to get. Oh yeah, we definitely uh, we definitely will be seeing. And okay, I kind of have some news. I might not upgrade my phone this year <gasps> i know Wait, really I've, i know i've been thinking about it more and more and like i don't know i like especially now with like the stuff that was just like kind of released um i kind of want a mac we'll get into it but <laughs> i kind of want one of the new products uh and, and that's fair because like I already like I have the 11 Pro and like I was saying I like I don't really use it for much, and the more I learn about the iPhone 12 Mini, the less I really am excited about it. And then like the Pixel 5 is very cool as well, but um, I don't know. I just 
I'm kind of happy with the phone I have right now. There's nothing really compelling to me about like, I, I'm feeling less, I guess maybe the hype has worn off a little bit, but um, I might just keep my 11 Pro. Like it's serving me well. And uh, I really want a MacBook Air, but we'll talk about that more in a little bit. <laughs> um, interesting. Uh, real quick before uh, before we start talking about all these uh, all these new products that were announced today, JC, oh, I just yeah. checked on Apple.com, and if you pre-order iPhone 12 Mini today, you can still pick it up at one of the local Apple stores by us uh, on launch day. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and that's Thanks for, for the, the temptation. Yeah, and that's Appreciate for the blue it. color, which is the the really nice one. <laughs> that's the one I want. <laughs> um, that's for 64 gig. I'm sure they have the 128 as well. Here's the thing, Oh, though, look at that. They do. That here's a reason I am hesitant. Because a buddy of mine got the 12. he had, So he had an 11 Pro like me. He got the 12, and he's really disappointed with the camera. Like, he says it doesn't look as good as his 11 Pro did. Well, and I, I can respect that person's opinion. Um, <laughs> I will say that going from my 11 pro max to iphone 12 pro for the short time i had it before i ended up returning it and then pre-ordering 12 pro max um the shots that i was taking on 12 pro both in high levels of light and in low light uh were just outstanding and significantly better than my 11 pro and my or like my 11 pro max and i've even seen a lot of videos showcasing like side by side shots in high levels of light low levels of light from 11 pro to 12 pro and the enhancements just with the image processing alone and the slight enhancements to the camera's sensors uh were just are it's like it kind of is miles ahead in my opinion so well but, i'm i'm sure that is true and i i do believe that to be the case but i would be going from an 11 pro to a 12 mini and he went from an 11 pro to just a 12 not a 12 pro just the 12 well, right, but the 12 so, and the 12 Mini have the same wide and ultra-wide camera that the 12 Pro has. Yeah, but it doesn't have the same sensor, though, right? Yeah, they do. The 12 Pro Max is the only one that with a different sensor. Mm. I don't know. I might wait to see it. I don't know. I think I'll try to try to continue uh, persuading you throughout the episode, uh, as well <laughs> as after the episode. But Okay. <clears throat> Why don't we get started uh, in talking about today's Apple event? So it was a quick one. It was it was only forty like forty five minutes long. Um, I was hoping and praying out because I kept checking the time. I was like, if this thing, if this thing's an hour long, they've got time to to announce another Mac. Um, but basically, they announced uh, they started out by announcing what they're finally going to be calling their their Apple Silicon. Other people have been referring to it as ARM, um, but Ooh. it is called the M one processor or the m1 love chip, the Apple name. M1. I, I love the name honestly. yeah it's honestly it's so clean um yeah and they announced three new macs that'll be uh transitioning to this m1 processor available already for order today uh and they'll be shipping next week so they announced macbook air with the m1 macbook pro 13 inch with the m1 and the mac mini with the m1 Woo. So I feel like that Mac mini is going to be the unsung hero, but like the one most people are going to ignore. Yeah. Well, what, I think, yeah. 
Sorry. Uh, mm -hmm. What was funny about the Mac Mini in the event was every time they were showcasing Mac Mini, it was plugged into Pro Display XDR. So it's like, <laughs> here's this, and here's the pricing for Mac Mini. Mac Mini starts from six ninety nine. Here's this seven hundred dollar computer plugged into a six thousand dollar display. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just really so funny. funny. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, it's like getting a computer of that at that price range kind of makes it more enticing to try to spend the extra money on the display if the computer can can handle it right so yeah but yeah I, i'm um yeah go ahead go ahead go ahead i apologize i'm just really excited about yeah, the too. mac mini like i um i love the mac mini i think it's one of apple's like really uh underrated products um because not a lot of people like think about it but like i mean the pricing structure that it's at you know arguably depending on its performance like i was actually just talking to randall here about about this before before the pod um that really disappointed and frustrated me i'm gonna bring it up now just to get it out of the way what was up with that graph that was the worst thing i've ever seen <laughs> and like straight up it was the most useless graph i've ever seen in my life it was like it, it literally had it was like a curve two lines on a curve it was the apple m1 chip and then another line underneath it and it just said industry leading cpu like which one like what, what are you yeah. talking about it's just so vague and like completely useless like the graph might as well have just been it literally must might as well have just said on the screen in big bold letters this is better than other cpus like that's straight up basically what that all the information i got out of that out of that graph and and this isn't just apple like i will say like almost every single technology company that it, it's all for marketing and i on 100% i 100% understand why they did it and i'm sure it's good for marketing for people who are less into in the tech world but for, for people that are invested in the tech world like companies are notorious for doing this just putting out graphs with completely meaningless data, just being like, look how much of an increase it is. And it's like, just like nothing of actual weight. So the reason that frustrates me is because I, I really do believe that the M1 chip is going to change like Apple's computer performance. Like it is really the next step, you know, the next leap in the generations. Um, so I was really excited to see like actual benchmarks, but you know, it doesn't really fit with Apple's, you know, presentation MO. They they like being pretty, which I love. I love all their visuals and everything. But yeah. I just wanted to see some I wanted to see some data I could sink my teeth into. And I guess I'm just gonna have to wait for benchmarks. But um from what they said, and you you know, we can kind of get an idea of how they'll perform because they they, they did compare it to previous generations. Um, and I forget the exact stats. Here it is. So I'm on their website right now under the Mac mini page. It is, has three times faster CPU performance, six times faster graphics and 15 times faster machine learning. So if that is true and that holds up, um, that's crazy. <laughs> that's insane from yeah. one generation to the next, like that, that's nuts. Well, and I, I think that. And I'd like to say that it is true just because we've seen the generational leaps in processing uh, with Apple made silicon 
an iPhone from like A13 yeah. to A14 Bionic or from uh, the in the iPad Pro, like I saw the, you know, I had the A12X Bionic and then I got the A12Z Bionic. Um, so we've seen how much power they can do in a generational leap and to see how they changed from, you know, that that generational leap from Intel processors to the mm-hmm. Apple M1 processor. And obviously they could they could have done more and they could have blown it way out of the water, but I feel like they're saving that for a reason for like 16-inch MacBook Pro for the for the bigger desktops like iMac, maybe even maybe even oh, iMac don't Pro. Say iMac. Don't say iMac. Um I know I'm so tired of like waiting for an iMac, <gasps> but uh my point is is I think that these benchmarks are going to be uh, incredibly impressive. Um, we've uh, it, it, we've seen in like in the video that they did today, uh, there was like a, a pre-made video of all these different app developers that were sent like review units with Apple Silicon, and uh, they were like, it took me like ten minutes to to get my app up and running on Apple Silicon, and it was just super fast and super smooth, and yeah, and it was just like, holy cow! Like, here's like real people using it. And I would like to say unbiased people too, because like these people are app developers uh, who make apps both on the App Store and the Google Play Store, or both make apps uh, for for Mac and for Windows-based machines. So I would like to say that it's fairly unbiased. Granted, a lot of people, especially in the creative and the professional world, tend to lean toward Apple. Uh, but again, I would like to think that it's unbiased just because of their uh, of their contracts with uh, with other competitors to apple yeah it was definitely cool seeing uh phineas on there billy eilish's brother and producer yeah. uh, that was cool to see um but um but yeah i i'm i'm i mean i'm still excited you know i just uh i'm more disappointed that we didn't get more like hard data because i'm a nerd you know um <laughs> but um one thing i do want to touch on really quickly across all the lineups which the iMac is notably notably absent from uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. but will will come up soon is um their unified memory um so the ram is now integrated in the chip um just like the gpu is um so it Nutty. you know similar yeah similar to the um you know the phones obviously um but i'm i'm wondering like how that exactly works um but you know that being said like there's no real like specifications on like its speed or like anything it just if you go online it literally just says and this is pretty typical because they don't they don't usually have tons of stuff on their website but um it just says you know, unified memory. And I assume, you know, they, they did touch on it very, very briefly in the actual keynote, um, saying how it's, you know, right there. So it's a lot, it, it allows for faster, you know, data transfer between the CPU and the RAM. Um, but I'm wondering how much of a difference that actually makes. I'm sure it's got to be significant because they were talking about, they were talking about like, uh, Oh, what, were, what what program were they running? It was on the MacBook Air too, of all things. It was a uh, like a photo editing Lightroom. They're running Lightroom on like a MacBook Air. Like that's like sure you could, but like it won't work very well for very long. So that was pretty impressive to see that. 
Um, and uh, yeah, I I'm probably most excited for the MacBook Air though. That's what's gonna. That's why. I don't want to get upgrade my phone because I want a MacBook Air. <laughs> and that's fair. That's fair. Uh, really quick, before we start talking about MacBook Air, I just want to spit out some of the information that we have about Mac Mini. Uh, the Mac Mini M1 2020 is what it's referred to as uh, in, in parentheses. Um, so it has the Apple M1 chip, which is an eight core CPU. Uh, but four of those cores are for performance, four of which are for efficiency. Uh, it has an eight core GPU and a 16 core neural engine. Uh, default me uh, default memory, aka RAM, is 8 gigs, uh, but you can upgrade it up to 16. Uh, the storage is defaulted at 256 gigs of solid state, but you can bump it up to 2 terabytes of solid state. And now it has support for one display up to 6K and one display up to 4K. Um, as far as the I.O. that it has, it has the same old I.O. that it had before, but it's also got Thunderbolt uh, slash USB 4 ports. Uh, as well as the USB-A. So, but still, it's still rocking HDMI 2.0, not 2.1. Uh, so future-proofing might not be crazy on that specific Mac Mini when it comes to using things like 8K displays and stuff, but it doesn't have support with it anyway, so I guess it doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, so that's what we know about Mac Mini uh, starting from 699 available for order now. So. Oh yeah, so the, the Mac Mini definitely has a lot of uses to a lot of people. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that they didn't skip over it or anything and that they did put, they did put a lot of time into, uh, or they put a lot of effort into putting the M, M1 chip in it. Um, it probably, it doesn't look like it took that much work though, uh, which is good. Cause I mean, it's, it still has the same design, um, unless it's smaller and I can't tell, <laughs> but it looks like the same design. Yeah. Just, it's not, it's no longer in space gray now, before this event, it was only available in space gray. Yeah. Now it's only available in silver again. So, so weird. Like, why did they? Yeah, I I don't back. know. Um, but it is made out of 100% recycled aluminum now for the uh, for the enclosure of the Mac Mini Ooh. now. So that's pretty cool. That is pretty awesome. But um, I'm wondering, like, this is a pretty interesting. Like, they they did mention a lot, like, of uh, something I am interested about. I'm sure you might be interested about. Um, they did mention gaming a few times. They even name dropped Baldur's Gate three, which I haven't played, but you know, uh, looks good. I don't know. I haven't really seen much about it, but <laughs> you know, it does say it has three times the graphics performance. And I have, or well, actually, it's saying that the the GPU on the Mac Mini actually has six times faster graphics performance. So. I mean, I've been pretty vocal about how I wish that Apple would take the gaming market a little more seriously. And I'm wondering if this is them trying to do that. I, it I don't know. I think so. I think that they're trying to like leap into it a little bit, uh, especially yeah. around Apple Arcade. I think that's going to be their, their leeway into, uh, into the market space of gaming but apple arcade needs to perform better because there's not a ton of subscribers to that right now so i think apple arcade needs to perform really well for uh, apple to really consider gaming uh on on mac like via like steam and different launchers and such yeah i mean it is a pretty like 
it's it's weird like i'm surprised they haven't tried to partner with more companies um the way like stadia and you know xcloud are doing even though like say what you want about them they're not they're not doing too great either just gaming subscription services just seem not to be that great like i think the only reason like game pass on xbox performs well is because you get gold with it you get so much with it you get gold you get hundreds of games now you get the ea games in there as well yeah and ea play or whatever they call it yeah you get a ton of shit and now now you can finance your xbox with with all of that combined i didn't know that yeah that's one of the ways that you can buy the xbox series x it's pretty awesome yeah it actually is pretty cool so cool a lot of people are gonna do that (laughs) yeah but um, my, my point being though is that there's just there's a there's a lot going for that specific streaming service or uh subscription service which is why i think that we'll see uh apple arcade try to like take more of a leap in gaming instead of just doing full-on mobile gaming or like like yeah. taking advantage of mobile gaming since it's available yeah. on mac it's and like, it's on on apple tv and i get that mobile gaming is definitely like big but i also think that like mobile gaming is biggest to people it, it's like biggest as an intro into gaming for real you know like becoming a gaming enthusiast like like a lot of people like a lot of people who game on mobile are kids because they don't have access to buying their own PCs or the parents won't get them a console, you know, like, so like, I don't think it is intentional, like intentionally, like that Apple is kind of catering to kids. I think it's just that the market that exists in mobile gaming is more kids. So, I mean, there are people I know that do play games on mobile. Um, But I mean, I think if you talk to most gamers, they're on console or PC. Um, so, you know, I, I would like to see Apple take moves. But talking about playing games on the Macs, one thing that is pretty cool with their new um, their new coding process is you can play, like, iPhone apps just on your Mac now, which took, took long enough, honestly. I know. It's super exciting, finally. And you know what is awesome? Something amazing that I just noticed Hmm. If you go on Apple.com under Mac Mini and you scroll down, uh, it says there's a section that says biggest collection of apps ever, and it lists a bunch of i lists a bunch of apps from the App Store. Among Us is one of the app icons. <laughs> oh yeah, they actually had Among Us in the uh, in the shot. I'm trying to see where you're seeing this on Apple.com Mac Mini. Yeah, it's just uh, if you just hit Mac and then Mac Mini. Um, and then you oh here we go biggest collection of apps ever yeah it shows like uh it shows Lightroom whoa 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 wait a minute hmm. oh wait never mind I I I just freaked out for a second because I was thinking that like Final Cut Pro would be available on iPhone or like iPad but I, I was stupid oh that'd be cool. um <laughs> oh I haven't seen the new Keynote uh icon for uh for Big Sur oh yeah. The Final Cut Pro one looks really good. Anyway, my, uh, so some uh, some apps that are uh, that are in that are Lightroom, Among Us, Among HBO us. Max, the Goat app, Photoshop, and some others. So, Logic Pro. It's so funny seeing the Among Us icon next to like 
Final Cut and Logic Pro, all these like <laughs> professional grade apps, and then a literal free app from the App Store that was developed by literally three people. <laughs> like it's just in there with the rest of them. It's oh, so good. it's so funny. <laughs> but. Um, but I would love to switch gears and start talking about the MacBook Air, and I know that you're really excited about this. I am. Um, so MacBook Air is also powered by the M1 processor. Uh, also gets uh, an eight-core uh, CPU with the four performance cores, four efficiency cores. But it's actually it's defaulted with a seven-core GPU. Fun fact. So it's uh, you do have the option to uh, uh, upgrade it to the eight core GPU that's the same in the MacBook Pro 13 inch and then the, uh, the Mac mini, uh, but that's just something to note. And then it still has the 16 core neural engine um, up to 16 gigs of RAM, up to two terabytes of solid state, just like the, the rest of them. But what's really impressive, there's, there's two things that really impressed me about MacBook Air is that A, the battery life, it can go for up to 18 hours of battery life now. Yeah. Which before I think they were quoting up to twelve for MacBook Air, something like that, which is still high, but which is still high, but not incredible. Um, but the most impressive thing about this MacBook Air is that there's not a single fan in that computer. Yeah, and it really makes sense based because of like how how just like how power efficient Apple Silicon chips are, which is part of why I was so excited. Yeah. about it um just because it, i mean this is just indicative of that power efficiency um you know it says 15 hours of like web surfing and then 18 hours of apple tv app movie playback so i'm sure there's some optimization going there but i mean it potentially can last even longer if you're working offline right if you're just watching movies that are downloaded um and who's up for 18 hours anyway? Well, me sometimes. But who's yeah. up on their computer constantly for 18 straight hours? The the best use case I think about that for uh, is just like people who are on the go and don't have like portable chargers with them to, to yeah. juice up their Mac while they're uh, like on the go. Uh, or if you're on a flight, for example, a really long flight, being able to have uh, up to 18 hours battery life is, is pretty beneficial. But uh, also just the knowing that you don't have to charge your Mac every day, uh, especially if you're a heavy user, yeah. that's really nice to, to know. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. Even though the leaks were wrong. Um, I remember the pricing leaks came out, um, oh, quite a while ago, about six months ago. Um, you know, rumoring that it was going to start around seven ninety nine, which does not look like the case. You know, it's nine ninety nine. Um, normal MacBook Air price, but it, I mean, if the if the performance increases that they claim hold up, I think that's worth it. I mean, yeah, the and same think, price for triple the performance, like right. Come on. <laughs> I think that the the twelve inch MacBook is is still probably gonna make a make a uh, another jump into the to the mix here eventually oh, with really? Apple Silicon. Uh, at that seven ninety nine price point, because imagine having a, a MacBook at seven ninety nine, like people would lose their mind. Oh. Um, granted, though, Apple, I think that Apple loves that the MacBook Air is like the most beloved Mac 
especially the most beloved MacBook. Wow. Like it's the most one of the most popular notebooks sold out there. Um, but so so cool that this thing is like completely silent because there's no fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's part of why I want it because you know the more I use my because I have a fifteen a twenty fifteen fifteen inch like late twenty fifteen fifteen inch MacBook Pro, which has been serving me well absolutely no problems besides me being an idiot and breaking it um damaging it mind you so it's it's got some dents i cracked the apple logo on the back the light so you know my fault right nothing yeah i know my fault you know nothing that i could fault apple for um it's a great computer i've really had a hard time like giving it up just because all the new ones that have been coming out haven't really offered anything like drastic or new that i like saw a need to upgrade for and i've been kind of waiting for this computer that's like not super powerful but powerful enough to get me through like this about the same amount of time um years wise um because the more i use my 15 inch the more i realize like i don't really use it that much for like powerful app stuff like i i just pretty much I just like use it as like researching for the pod, um, looking stuff up while we're on the pod, and then like watching Netflix and YouTube, you know. Yeah. Um, and the cool thing about the MacBook Air is, you know, if you configure it the right way, like I would probably go, I would probably get the next tier up because there's two, there's two like versions, like two, two pre-determined versions basically. Um, the M1. Eight core CPU, seven core GPU, with eight gigs of memory. Yikes! And two fifty six uh, storage for nine ninety nine. And then there's the M one chip with eight core CPU and eight core GPU, still eight gigs of memory, but then five twelve SSD. I'd probably end up getting that one, but with sixteen gigs of memory, there and that know. brings up to fourteen forty nine. So like the thing is, the power and efficiency that the M ones are claimed to add, which I, I believe that they probably will hold up to those benchmarks. Um, or, you know, the power claims. There's no benchmarks yet, but we're waiting. We're waiting, <laughs> eagerly. We're waiting. I am very hyped to see how people uh, rate these. But um, that's probably the one I would I would get, and I can 100% see that lasting me a really long time. Not only lasting me a really long time, but, like, you know, I dabble just a little bit in Final Cut and Logic, just a little bit, and I see it being able to at least run those programs at a base level. Nothing too advanced, not a ton of plugins open or anything like that. But that's that's only the that's really on, the only way I really use them anyway. So, um, I I'm just so excited that that Apple's come out with a device that like I'm excited to buy again and that really just fits my needs perfectly yeah uh some other things to shout out about macbook air unfortunately it still has a 720p facetime hd camera but supposedly they uh, added some enhancements uh via software that will uh make it look less potato-y um i have doubts about that though uh (laughs) It also has uh, the stereo speakers with wide stereo sound and support for Dolby Atmos playback, which is pretty cool, seeing as most movies that you can buy on iTunes nowadays support Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos. It just has a three-mic array with directional beamforming, 
two Thunderbolt 3 ports and, or sorry, yeah, two Thunderbolt 3 ports slash USB 4, uh, and the headphone jack is still on there, and then support with Wi-Fi 6 and Bluetooth 5.0, so pretty up-to-date as far as the wireless technologies there. But, still 720p FaceTime camera, huh? Yeah, I really, I uh, I don't know if I want to talk about it, to be honest. <laughs> That's kind of embarrassing. Not even 1080? I mean, yeah, it's just like, so for those of you who don't know, there are two Macs that you can buy. Sorry, two? No, it's three Macs now that you can buy with a 1080p HD face cam, uh, FaceTime face cam. Uh, it is the iMac Pro, which was the first one with the 1080p HD FaceTime cam. The 16-inch MacBook Pro was the second to feature it. And then the newest 27-inch iMac features the same uh. 1080p. The rest of them are still ro- that have webcams, should I say, are still rocking that potato cam uh, 720p. But that's okay. Uh, MacBook it's Air... <laughs> MacBook Air is, uh, is still a really great... Uh, value in my opinion and it's available in the same three finishes as it was before gold silver space gray uh with the 100 percent recycled aluminum case which is awesome yeah you know the thing is i never really use the, the selfie cam yeah i don't really mac use the cam anyway. on my mac much anyway it's just one and well to be fair though the reason I don't use it much is because I know that I get a better cam selfie cam on my, and not that I'm taking selfies on my Mac, but like for FaceTime calls or video calls, I know mm-hmm. that I get a better camera out of my iPad Pro or my iPhone Pro, whatever iPhone I have at the time. Like, uh, I know that on my iPhone or my iPad, I'll get a better camera. And so there's no point in me utilizing the built-in mic or the built-in FaceTime cam. I mean, yeah, I, I just don't really FaceTime that much. I think I mean, you use FaceTime a lot, so I can definitely see. Should we FaceTime uh, more? Literally, the only time I FaceTime is when you FaceTime me. <laughs> it's like the only time. Most if people want, tell me that. I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't really FaceTime that much. <laughs> I actually felt really bad because, like, my friend, this is total random out of left field, but a friend of mine FaceTimed me once. And, like, I don't FaceTime unless I'm, like, planning to FaceTime someone, so I just declined it. Oof. And she was like, what the heck? And I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, Dick sorry, move. I don't FaceTime. I know. I've learned since then. That was a while ago. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I just don't really like I, I get the appeal, you know, for most people. Like it, I think it's the same reason Snapchat is so popular. People like being on camera and stuff. Yeah. I am not one of those people. I, I mean, I, I, you know, we always reference this, but it's because I just dream of, you know, covid being over and us being able to travel again but our trip to la you remember i took maybe like 10 pictures and most of them was because you were like let's take a picture (laughs) yeah and you're like uh okay (laughs) all right you know but i don't know i'm just not that kind of person i guess i don't take selfies i think i don't take selfies like definitely a couple years ago (laughs) Yeah, I took a selfie the other day on my Pixel just so I could try out taking a selfie on it. But I was like, "Wow, that was really gross that I did that." Yeah, just always. I never feel like it looks good. I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, we have one more Mac to talk about that had Apple Silicon, and it's personally my favorite of the three that were announced today, which is the 13-inch MacBook Pro. 
Um, kind of bitter about it since I bought a 2020 MacBook Pro with Intel back in uh, what was it April or May that they that they released that. Yeah. Um, and as of right now, they won't let me trade it in on. Well, it says that the 2021 isn't available for trade in on the website, but I put it as a 2019 one actually and put my specs in there. And they said that they'd be able to give me uh, like 1500 bucks for it. And I'm like, oh, hmm, interesting. Wow. I could literally like spec out this this uh, M1. But then, I, but then I feel like as soon as I would send them it, they'd be like, wait a minute. This is a 2020 MacBook Pro. The heck? And then, Maybe. And then they would yell at me. I don't know. Well, I mean, it also might just be that... Um... Well, I don't know, because are they going to be, I'm wondering if they're going to, because they kind of do this when they upgrade the MacBook sometimes, they'll like introduce the new one with the new specs into the lineup and then like still keep the other ones there if someone, if someone wants to buy them too, you know, like I've seen that happen. I'm going to double check right now for you actually. So like, I don't, I don't think so because. I think I saw, I think I did see that they were still selling uh the intel based ones oh yeah they are they so are yeah why and yeah, it's and it's and it's the one that i uh the ones that i have mine built off of is the intel ones that they still have there okay i mean that makes sense kind of frustrating though a little bit um, you know what i just realized too there's no like core frequency listed no, it's all it's all different now, but uh, mm -hmm. but real quick, I just want to read up the specs from the uh, MacBook Pro 13 inch. Uh, yeah. Pretty much the same with the as far as the M1 specs that I talked about before. Um, same, it's the same exact one as the Mac Mini. Uh, up to 16 gigs of RAM, uh, and it's unified memory. Uh, up to two terabytes of solid state storage. Up to 20 hours of battery life, which actually doubled the amount of battery life that uh, the MacBook pro uh that i have has which is just like mm, i want it um <laughs> other than that it has a slightly brighter display than macbook air has um but they've got the same ips technology the same p3 wide color gamut uh they have uh macbook pro is a little bit heavier of course but by 0.2 pounds uh it has the same potato webcam uh, it has stereo speakers with high dynamic range, wide stereo sound, support for Dolby Atmos playback, and then it has the studio quality 3 mic array with the directional beamforming, the same speaker, uh, or the same microphone array that's in the 16-inch MacBook Pro right now, which is pretty cool. Still features the touch bar with Touch ID. Uh, only downside, it's only available now with the two Thunderbolt slash USB 4 ports. Uh, whereas the version that I'm currently rocking of my MacBook Pro has four Thunderbolt 3 ports. So I'm kind of... And granted, I don't plug things into my computer other than my external drive. I've never plugged more than one thing in my computer at a time, so I don't need the extra ports. I just I just want this computer very bad. Yeah. It. It's it's really nice. Um, and I, I mean, I remember, um, you know friends have already told me uh you know like a graphic designer friend of mine is extremely excited because she's been waiting a really long time um to upgrade um she still has like an old computer um but 
you know, a lot of what they were saying and the testimonials they were giving about the responsiveness and the speed and what you can do with it for the for the price it's at too. Uh, she is extremely excited to get her hands on one of these, one of the MacBook Pros. It's a little bit outside of my use case, um, just personally, which is why I'm really excited about the MacBook Air because it kind of gives me that uh, that uh, you know middle ground, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's definitely really cool. I, I'm I'm gonna be honest though, I'm not a I'm not a fan of the Touch Bar. I just don't really care, honestly. It's it's like cool, but it's not something that I go out of my way to to get. But she is really excited about them about the Touch Bar. So you know, because I I was I remember we were kind of watching it together, and I was like man, I want the MacBook Air. She's like, yeah, but there's no touch bar. I'm like, really? Like, I didn't think anybody cared about the touch bar, but apparently they do. So like, I want to think that cares about it too. I, it's really yeah. handy when, I, when I'm when i editing our podcast, actually. Interesting. Is it yeah. just like for scrubbing the timeline? Uh, I put a lot of shortcuts on there for the timeline uh, for like my yeah. editing and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, I just had a, a holy shit moment where I realized why uh, why the new Mac Mini is silver again. Oh, it's because it now has support with the Pro Display XDR, and Pro Display oh. XDR is only silver. It matches. So that way it matches. Uh, I wish they still had silver and space gray. Mm. Yeah, I think that. I, yeah, I feel like it wouldn't hurt that much to have both options, but. but uh, it- it could, it, you know what? It probably is. It's probably a combination of, of that, that it matches the Pro Display XDR and the fact that it's 100% recycled aluminum. It probably would have been a lot harder to manufacture fully 100% uh, recycled aluminum and make it space gray as well. Right. I'm sure it must have done something environmentally that isn't as friendly, maybe. I don't know. I just feel like it's easier to produce silver aluminum. It's got to be something. Uh, but oh, one, yes. <laughs> well, really the last Apple thing that I have to talk about today is uh, that right after the event, uh, their webpage updated with all of that stuff, as well as the uh, their holiday banner is on there now. So Apple has initiated their, uh, their holiday season, uh, including their holiday return policies. So if you buy anything uh, on Apple, uh, on apple.com or at any one of their stores uh it said uh, eligible products starting november 10th uh through uh christmas day i believe uh then you'll have till the 8th of january 2021 to initiate a return uh initiate a return meaning like you reach out to apple uh over the phone or via chat so that you can start processing your your return uh over the phone uh which is pretty cool. So, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely sweet. Um, I, uh, I don't return stuff <laughs> usually unless it's not working. Yeah, I very uh, rarely return things. Yeah, just because it's like I, I, I'm not one of those people that'll go somewhere and buy things on a whim. At least not like not technology. I, I, I mean, obviously we have. We literally have a technology discussion podcast about discussing tech. So I definitely go take a lot of time researching before I buy my tech products. Um, but I mean, I'm there. 
I'm sure there are tons of people that just just buy something. So it's that's nice that they give you that amount of time. Yeah. Um, especially uh, especially with all that's going on in the world now, you know, coronavirus is just getting worse and worse, and I'm. I'm sure that there are people out there that are tired of hearing it, but uh, it's just the facts, and make sure that you wear a mask and stay safe and social distance and all that. Wash your damn hands. Wash your fucking hands, eh? <laughs> Wash your damn hands. It's not that hard. 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but JC, we do have some time left. Uh, we got about 12 minutes left, really. Um one thing, uh, uh, in other in the uh, in the tech industry slash gaming industry that that happened, uh, is that today is the launch day of the Xbox Series X slash S. Yay! I'm a PC gamer still. <laughs> yeah, JC is very much a PC gamer. I'm a little less of a PC gamer just because I granted I do love to play at a competitive level. But at the same time, I have more recently become a more uh, casual gamer. Uh, and especially with like a lot of enhancements around like 4K, 4K 60, 4K 120 hertz. Uh, I've been more of a uh, a console gamer as of late. Just being able to just like throw it up on the TV really quick, boot up and everything like that. And just start rolling with the controller in my hand. But uh, uh I almost, almost, almost pre-ordered the Xbox Series X today. Or not, I guess it wouldn't pre-order, it would just been order. Uh, and they were, uh, it was on Microsoft's website. It, like, it kept, like, s- cycling in and out of, like, stock levels. And uh, when I clicked on it, they were going to give me free expedited shipping. I would have had it by Friday. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I, I didn't do it, though. Yeah. I eventually okay. will get it. Okay. Um, the fridge too. What's that? The fridge. Did oh, you am I gonna that? get the Microsoft? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually I entered fridge? the sweepstakes to to potentially win the Xbox fridge. That's amazing. I can't believe they actually did that. That's so funny. And you saw because like their thing is like their like Xbox's slogan is "Power Your Dreams." Um, and then for uh, since like it was a meme that said like, "Oh, Xbox Series X looks like a fridge." Um they made a fridge for Snoop Dogg and then they made it like the fridge sweepstakes and it said, power your memes. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh man. That's it's amazing. Funny. Thing, dude. I can't believe that actually did that. But, uh, but yeah, so I'll, I'll, JC, I'll tell you about my, like my ideal setup. So basically I'm, I'm still, and I don't want to talk too much about it, but I'm anticipating an iMac redesign and I'm hoping that it's sooner than later. And so basically what's going to happen is as soon as that iMac redesign happens, I'm going to just, I'm going to say goodbye to my, my PC here. I think, what? I think, What? and I'll have my iMac as my desktop computer. And then I'll have PlayStation five and Xbox series X as my gaming consoles. Wow. But there is a, there is another alternative though, just so you're aware. Okay. Right. No, 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 not not betrayal yet. <laughs> Since Xbox is so very similar to PC, and in fact you can play Xbox Game Pass games on PC, my other thought process is 
get PS5 because the PS5 exclusives, of course. Mm-hmm. And have that as my casual gaming machine. And then update my gaming PC and use that as basically like my Xbox. Like get the new the new electric blue uh xbox one uh xbox series x controller um and a new gaming pc a a really nice monitor for it and then make that like my xbox slash competitive gaming machine but i still want to get the imac (laughs) i mean you know that is the obvious choice right like i've been I've been joking, I'm being kind of a dick, but (laughs) I've been joking about the Xbox Series X, calling it the Xbox Series PC, because it's like, it literally is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, I mean, the the thing is, it is pretty impressive, the level of power that you can get out of it for the price. Um, Because, as you know, the, the way that the console companies make up for their cost because they're technically underselling you the performance like the performance like they're taking a loss on the consoles so that they'll make it back with subscriptions like xbox live ps plus ps plus xbox game pass um ps tv review or what do they call it yeah exactly so like you know they're gonna make that money back that way um so i mean yeah it is definitely more affordable if it's like if you're entering into that the world of gaming um but the argument that's always made is in the long run it is a lot more expensive one thing that will keep me on pc forever i might end up getting consoles you know a little bit you know maybe the ps5 i mean we'll see the one thing i will say is i really do want to play the new spider-man game the new spider-man game looks amazing yeah there's actually this new trailer that came out where you you have like a spider cat as like a sidekick and he I hangs saw out that. in your backpack. I was like, what? That is amazing. But that side note aside, <laughs> um, if I did get any console, it would be the PS4. Strictly because of the exclusives. Because I already have a PC that pretty much acts as an Xbox. Um and there's just no exclusives on Xbox that draw me to it. Like there's no reason for me, I feel like, to get it box series x i don't know i know you're really excited about it though so tell me yeah i'm just like i just love you know like one of my one of my like routines on my days off now uh is like i wake up in the morning like 8 30 9 o'clock so i sleep in a bit get my cup of coffee and i come up to my office and i sit in my um i sit in my chair i boot up the xbox on the on the big 4k tv in here and i just kick back and just do some casual gaming i'm not doing anything crazy i'm not doing competitive gaming at all i'm just it's just like my i want to just kick back and just do some gaming real quick uh whereas if i don't i feel like if i don't replace my xbox one x with the xbox series x then I feel like I lose my ability to do that casual gaming. But at the same time, it's tough. Because at the same time, like, I'm, obviously I'm going to get the PS5, and I'd rather plug my PS5 into, like, currently my PS4 Pro is plugged into a, a monitor that's next to my PC. 
So I've got my gaming PC on one monitor. I've got my PS4 Pro on another monitor right next to it. Okay. Because I was doing a lot. I was like very into Call of Duty and I would play competitively. And so that was like why I had the monitor and everything. But then now my PS, my PlayStation gaming has turned into more casual stuff. And like my more competitive games, the more competitive gaming that I've been doing, I've been doing on PC. So I'm like, maybe I just take my plate that use the PlayStation as my, as my casual gaming console, plug that into the TV and then do the updated gaming PC. And then I could still do casual gaming, you know, with Xbox game pass and stuff on it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't well, know. It's I mean, tough. the thing is, like, the reason that I don't really want an Xbox is because the the Xbox controllers interface so effortlessly with PC. Like, you literally just plug it in and it just works. Right I away. know. Like, you don't have to do anything. You don't even have to keep it plugged in either. You can no. use it wirelessly. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. Like, it's just so easy to use. So I just don't see a need for the Xbox. Like. It's I just don't get why people would buy it. I think that's um, a large part to why the Xbox doesn't sell so well. Yeah, because it's just like they they've kind of you know they've kind of become their own biggest competition because they're just like, well, you could just play all our games on PC. It's like okay, well, I'm not gonna spend another four hundred dollars then. <laughs> right. Um, and also like something I wanted to bring up but kind of got sidetracked on by twaddle you know name of the podcast um, <laughs> uh is backwards compatibility like pc games just there's never a new new pc version you know they'll always just be compatible with themselves so um that's just something that is going to keep me on pc basically forever um probably um and the higher frame rates and the adjustable graphic settings you're not you know, tied into one specific graphic setting. Right. Um, the freedom, man. Freedom! But then at the yeah. same time, games can be so well optimized on console just because it's it's the specific spec of the system. So yeah, they can yeah. optimize it so... Like, that's why, that's why but, the Google Pixel 5 feels so well optimized, even though it's, like, got the 765G instead of 865. That's why iPhone is so well integrated in iPad, and that's why Apple Silicon and Mac was so so you know, hyped because everything can be so well optimized. And so it's just like, uh... You know, you raise a good point, but here's my counter argument. So the reason that that optimization feels so good on the Pixel and all the Apple products is because they specifically design it around speed and efficiency. That is our primary goal, is to make it as quick as possible. The problem with console optimization is their goal is to make it as pretty as possible, not as fast as possible. Obviously, they try to do both, but they want it to look as pretty as possible. It doesn't matter if it runs at 30 frames or 60 frames. They just want it to look as good as it possibly can. So, yes, you're right. The optimization is there, but the flexibility of being on a PC and choosing to deliberately make shadows a little bit less detailed or just choose exactly what what level of render scaling you want to really fine tune the exact frame rate that you want on your on your device like that i cannot give that up i'm sorry i will never give that up it's too good um 
And for those that don't know what render scaling is, um, you can, so even if you have like a 1080p monitor, you can set the game to render at a higher resolution than your monitor. So like the game is playing at like, let's say, let's say you're at 1080p and you scale it up 200%. Um, that essentially puts it at 4K. So like you're running the game in 4K, sort of, not really, but kind of. It puts the game at 4K in the background on a 1080p monitor. It, and you'd be surprised. It looks a lot better. It doesn't look like it's pixely. doesn't look as, as clear. But you, you don't have to, you know, there's there's intervals of that. So like you could render scale it 125%. So just like a little bit higher resolution. Um, and you just really, the, the settings, the graphic settings on PC, it's just too good. Can't give it up. Yeah... Uh, well, <laughs> that's why I think you should do both. Cause I know I, I a hundred percent see what you're saying with the casual gaming aspect, because there definitely is something to be said for just hopping on the couch, pressing a single button and just getting right into it, you know? Yeah. And it definitely is not similar. It's is not as much like that on PC, but counter argument again to that is there are so many solutions for streaming your game from your pc to like a tv right that's um, true it's just the like one button thing that like you know isn't as convenient but well pc gaming unfortunately we're running out of time for today's episode i twaddled too long well, <laughs> i'm really gonna like, i'm gonna I go think. panic about uh about <laughs> this first world problem that i'm trying to figure out what the solution <laughs> to is um uh, but thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode of Twaddlecast. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at Twaddlecast. Follow us and subscribe to us anywhere podcasts are found. And we will catch you guys next time. See ya.